It was a night defined by strange moments and abject greatness. Perhaps not since John Jones took the crown at 205 pounds has a new champion been looked at as so unbeatable as a fighter deserving of a pound-for-pound -pound ranking, a showdown with a tried-and-true great from another division. Islam Makachev looked better than most of us could have imagined at UFC 280, and I'm not entirely sure how anybody is taking that belt from him. Ever. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and I'm wondering who can beat Islam Makachev now? Before we tackle that topic though, let's run down UFC 280. As I mentioned in the intro, Islam took the title from Charlie Olives with an incredible performance and second round sub. Aljamain Sterling mauled a pre-existed injured TJ Dillashaw for a couple rounds to retain bantamweight gold. Sean O'Malley won a controversial split decision over Piotr Jan in a banger. That sugar kid, his career sure has been uneventful up to this point, hasn't it? Benil Dariush continued his streak of being the best guy nobody seems to care about, and Benofior toppled perpetual number one contender Caitlin Chukagian via a UD. Here are the prelims. They strong with an incredible performance by Bilal Muhammad. Did you know that he's friends with Paul Felder? Otherwise, the prelims were largely a dud. But no reason to harp on that. Now that you're up to speed, let's run the numbers. UFC 280 was the first and only Fight Island card of 2022. There were 12 fights with two KO TKOs, two subs, eight decisions, for a total cage time of 2 hours 41 minutes, 13 seconds. It was largely a night for favorites. Nine prevailed, only three dogs took wins. A second round sub for Islam was plus 1,000. Those are some mighty fine odds if you know how to pick them. Makachev broke Oliveira's 1,784-day unbeaten streak. His 12-year journey to UFC gold took two and a half years more than childhood friend slash teammate slash coach Habib Nurmagomedov, as well as two more UFC bouts. He remains the all-time lightweight strikes absorbed per minute leader by a huge margin. The dude doesn't get hit. Aljo scored the most takedowns in a single fight of his UFC career with five. Small caveat to that record, his opponent was severely injured and his arm was flopping around like a fish with the slightest breeze. O'Malley out-significantly struck Jan 84-58. He was taken down the most times in his career, though, at six. Make of those stats what you will, and I know you will. Dariush extends his current win streak to eight, going back to 2018. Not that anybody's gonna help the guy out with a title shot or anything. And Fior scored the second most significant strikes ever against Chukagian, the most in any career loss. She didn't, however, call for a title fight. Why, Mano, you just beat the number one contender. You just earned our Come On Now award. But there is so much more to talk about on this card than stats. Let's get into what really happened. Okay, seriously, who's going to beat this man, Islam Makachev? In a division seemingly devoid of talent equipped to handle his particular set of skills, it doesn't feel like there are too many up for the task, not to mention how many will truly be willing. I'm not calling anybody cowards, of course anybody would fight Islam if given the chance, but we've seen dominant champions in the past essentially clear out their divisions just by existing there. It's a problem that many of the greats have often run into. Their competition is perceived as weak, because why would you stay in a division if you didn't feel like you could win the title? It would be in your best interest to go anywhere you felt you had the best chance of winning gold. It's ultimately just good business. Before we get into the matchup that everybody wants to talk about, let's look at his own division. As far as 155 pounds itself goes, poor Benil Dariush has suffered long enough in divisional purgatory. If he's not next from the actual rankings, I don't know who is. Although, strike that, I absolutely do. It could very well be the winner of Chandler versus Poirier, depending on how spectacular they win. They are, after all, far more popular than poor Benil. Not that any of those names will be fighting Islam next, because perhaps the only true challenge in the foreseeable future, a fight that feels massively significant already, even though Islam hasn't even got the belt with his 
Volkanovskaya's name on it is of course a super fight with Alexander Volkanovsky. What I find intriguing is that we've not really seen Volk take on a true wrestler or one of the caliber of Makachev. We know he's tough as nails in a sub attempt as he demonstrated against T-City, but otherwise the only top level wrestler he's fought was Chad Money, and that was a slugfest with Mendez scoring three takedowns but not doing much with them. Islam is the ultimate challenge and gives the most unanswered questions in an Alex the Great bout. The truest test of his ground game, ominously weighting just 10 pounds up. This fight is so perfect they really need each other right now when you think about it. Volk has dried up his division, 155 doesn't feel particularly strong right now, and yet against each other the winner is elevated massively either way. The fact that his first defense is likely going to be from an invading champion, and it doesn't feel out of place or like we're logjamming anything significant, just goes to show how much better we perceive Islam to be than the rest of the pack at 155 pounds. The JBJ comparison from the intro is incredibly apt. I remember when he took the belt from Shogun, it felt like we'd seen a fundamental shift at 205 pounds, and I got that same sense at 280. Of course, that could very well be because many of us essentially see Islam as an extension of Habib, an all-time great, a Hall of Famer. He's Nurmagomedov 2.0. Both fighters are the living legacy of Abdul Manap, a man whose work heartbreakingly and optimistically endures after his death. Two world-class fighters, world champions not from Florida, not from California, Sao Paulo, the UK, all these hotbeds of MMA. No, they came up in a modest little gym in Dagestan, where they trained together all their lives to be one thing and one thing only, the best ever, and they've largely achieved those goals. For them to come from where they have and reach such heights, is truly one of the most remarkable stories in the sport's history. The win, of course, was another notch for Sambo over BJJ, that perpetual clash that will probably never truly die, even though at this point in 2022, Sambo has pretty much won all the major showdowns. Fedor over Big Nog, Habib over Prime RDA, and now Islam over the greatest submission artist in MMA history. Really makes you wonder, had a Sambo fighter been allowed to compete at UFC 1, exactly what this sport would look like today. But alas, we'll never know. There was another title fight on this card, if you want to call it a fight. I mean, don't get me wrong, it certainly was. TJ's heart was tremendous as he tried to fight through that insane shoulder injury he came into the bout with, but it just wasn't anywhere near enough. While I do understand his logic, and who am I to tell a guy not to get paid, not to mention who knows when or if he'd get another shot upon returning or return at all after this injury, but it also felt a bit selfish and irresponsible in my eyes. As DC pointed out, he separated his shoulder so easily during that first takedown against him, if he was in that sort of condition, how on earth did he think that he could work this out? Nonetheless, who could have possibly predicted that Aljo would be where he is right now. From everyone calling him a paper champion after his DQ victory, to now two straight title defenses. He didn't do anything wrong tonight, he won like he should have against an injured opponent. Who will be next is anybody's guess considering the clusterfuck that was the feature bout though. Look, we could argue until we're blue in the face about whether O'Malley deserved the judge's nod, but ultimately it doesn't really matter whether you thought he won or Piotr got robbed, nobody can say that Sugar didn't go out there and perform. Sean proved that he's clearly an elite fighter in the division, he proved that it wasn't a terrible matchup and that this wasn't too soon or unwarranted, he showed a ton of heart in some really tough spots, overcame some difficult positions, rode momentum swings against a champion-level fighter. I would have loved to see that fight go two more rounds, and I have a feeling we might see that exact scenario play out sooner than later. The kid really did look like a stud out there, I gotta give it to him. Not to take anything away from Jan, but he is who we thought he was, to quote Dennis Green, rest in peace. All that said, Piotr totally won, and you can't tell me any different. Sorry, don't bother in the comments, I simply will ignore your points entirely. JK, feel free to discuss. Alright, so now that we've hit the big talking 
points. Let's wrap this thing up. 280 was one of the most hyped cards in quite a while, but it didn't exactly turn out to be what we all thought it would. The prelims dragged a bit, the co-main was weird, but as they say, all's well that ends well, and this one will likely always be remembered mostly for the crowning of Islam Makachev against a fantastic champion in Charlie Oliveira. Only time will tell if he's as great as we seem to think he'll be. The world title, like the Ring of Power, weighs on its host, with very few able to carry its weight. But with his roots firmly planted in his training back home in Dagestan, and with Habib by his side, we might be talking about an Islam Makachev ruled 155-pound division for some time. But ultimately, I just want to know what you guys think. Let us know in the comments, and thank you so much for the reception to this new format for the autopsy. All the likes in the comments and the compliments have been amazing. Seriously, I give all credit to Max, though, because he edits this so well and so fast. Please show the man some love on his socials. We got another pay-per-view coming fast, so get ready, everybody, and I'll see you guys then. Thanks for watching.